My name is Nina Gilligan and this Manchester tart is great for a brew and a gossip, but too much of it will probably give you heartburn. Hi, I'm Naomi Cooper and I've had to switch to champagne because I always spill the tea. Bonded by their shame, British comedians Nina Gilligan and Naomi Cooper invite you to join the Real Housewives Guilty Secret Fan Club, a podcast that serves as a non-judgmental safe space for all the intelligent, accomplished people out there who just can't stop thinking about Erica's earrings, Luann's singing, and Crystal's ugly leather pants. So grab a glass of rosé and own it as we bring the bunny and mention it all. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Real Housewives Guilty Secret Fan Club. My name is Naomi Cooper. No, no, sweetheart, no. <laughs> I've missed you so much. I want to become you. <laughs> I've missed you too. Her name is Naomi Cooper. My name is Nina Gilligan, and we are back together. We're reunited. And like... We missed each other. We missed you. It's it's been a, a roller coaster. It's been a roller coaster. I I have to say this. I'm going to make a promise to you, lovely um, fan clubbers, that if we ever see this on the horizon again, we will come up with some sort of contingency plan. Yes, we were just discussing. We've had so many lovely messages about where are you? Are you coming back? We've, and we are. We are. We are. And we'll try and put some kind of plan in place. Yes. I I got cocky. I assumed a nice hotel room in Dubai would be a quiet place. I was wrong. <laughs> I know. It sounded absolutely mental. A speaker directly outside my window for the bar beneath. Can you imagine, ladies and gentlemen? I know. And it wasn't good music. <laughs> it was it not? It wasn't the music you want. It was very bassy. Oh, was it? Heavy. Made me feel very old. Made well, me feel very middle-aged, you know. I've got news for you. We are old. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I always forget. <laughs> I always Did you manage to, to watch The Housewives while you were out there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was all you I were did. on it. That's oh, it, yeah. yeah. I mean, while you were away... Such Whilst resist- a single tear fell down my cheek because I, I missed you so much. Into your cocktail yeah. by the pool. Yeah, literally, I, that's all I, I was, did. <laughs> I was so sad while you were away. Not only did I watch our ordinary franchises, I watched Housewives of Amsterdam. That's a thing? Yeah, there is a franchise of the real Housewives of Amsterdam. <sighs> just, I've just seen another 30 hours of my life go yep. out the window. <laughs> you've got to get on it, everyone. House club fan clubbers, you housewife fan clubbers, you've got to get on it. It's this um, very heady mix of bits of English, because, of course, I speak English brilliantly because I used to have a Dutch boyfriend. Um, and they, they there's a lot and it's 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 a thing to behold because it's got that real sort of raw housewives because it's not very polished. Yeah. So we've not got into where we are with the Beverly Hills lot where everybody yeah. knows how to play the game. So it's got that real scrappy vibe about it. I like that. So there's so that's worth a go. And I also, because I had to go to that London and you weren't even there, so we couldn't even hook Aww. up. 
I also watched Housewives of Durban. As in South Africa? Yeah. Oh, my God. There's too many now. I'm going to say it. There's too many. So Housewives of Durban has also gotten in the act, and I think there's three bloody seasons of it. Now, I only, full disclosure, I only watched season three, and I think season two isn't actually online, but you can get into it from season three. And I, I liked it. Their standards of beauty are sort of different in terms of westernized standards in where well I think it might be a a cultural difference where you know bigger women are you know held as a more of a cultural beauty standard well I know where I'm going on holiday next (laughs) exactly so the bigger boob the bigger butt the bigger thigh all that is 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 right front and center and the women are just so proud of their bodies and it it's just quite refreshing yeah it's, i'll take that it's quite lovely yeah. i mean there's also it's quite a raw series as well there's also it's pretty scrappy again but there's something quite nice about it so i would also recommend that to our fan clubbers if you suddenly find yourself with covid yes or, that's when they become invaluable, isn't it? When you yeah. can't get out of bed and you can't and engage your brain. And you can't get out of bed <laughs> and you are literally trolling the bottom of of Prime and Hey yeah. You. I, and you I, can't actually engage your brain in anything. Yeah. So the I more mindless, the better. Mindlessly let that wash over you because you will learn something about the, the culture, if nothing else. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. It was good. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. There you go. Yeah. And in the meantime, what about Beverly Hills? It was the final episode. Let's go to Beverly Hills, shall we? Let's get into it. Name them. I name them. Don't know if you're okay, actually. Name them. Are you okay? Name them. So our final episode, the big finale. The white party. The return of Kevin Lee, who you were just mentioning last week. I was very excited for you. Did I conjure him up? She, I think she, you may she. have. You said his name three times and he appeared. <laughs> she, she, she is, was back in the house. I'm wondering, does this mean he's had a falling out with LVP? I was quite impressed with the amount of shade and the impression um, that, that Kyle did of yeah. LVP. Kyle can't stop bringing up LVP. She needs do to let you... it go. Think that LVP watches this show because I was thinking, how how well do you think she takes that? I reckon I reckon she used to watch it, but now she probably just somebody just tells her if she's been mentioned and she watches that bit. Maybe do you reckon? Yeah. Do you think she's able to take? I think she Lisa probably can take a bit of a piss take on the chin. Yeah, I think so. I always thought she's quite a good sport. Yeah, Yeah. she's quite a good sport. I just think it's you know it's it's never nice to have a you know, the piss taken by someone who openly dislikes you, but <laughs> at the same time, yeah, fair enough. Fair, fair game. Enough. What what really struck me about this, and I don't know whether you felt the same, is when he, she was taking the Michael about the massive Kyle on the floor. Yeah. Was, was this the um, demonstration that, that she is a single woman now? I wondered that. 
And I also don't believe that uh, Kevin Lee would spend money or do something like put a massive car on the floor without her being okay with it. Yeah, me too. I think she signed off on that and she was just like, oh, I'm going to, you know, by the way, I'll pretend I didn't want it. Yeah. To quote Sutton, I think she protested too much over that. It was a little bit sus. Kevin Lee's a professional. He's not going to just put a massive block of text. Like it was huge. He's not going to do that if she doesn't want it. You could see that from space. Yeah. Also, if she was literally like, I don't want that there, get rid of it, it would be gotten rid of. So He, He could get the tipex out, couldn't he? He could have painted yeah. over that. Or turned it into something else. Like vile. Put, <laughs> and Mauricio underneath. Yeah. Yeah, a little, a, a bit of a declaration. And and she made her big entrance without Mauricio Oh, well. did you notice? He was at the buffet. Yeah. And then in response to the producers saying, Kyle's coming in, he said, oh, I'll eat fast. Yeah. He wouldn't even drop a falafel for her. <laughs> Which isn't even prison lingo. But um, <laughs> no, it was, I. something has gone on there and she's not going to tell us what it is, but something has happened there because this is not a couple growing apart. This is a couple no. where like she actively doesn't like him anymore. He did something to her in her yeah, eyes. Yeah, 100%. I mean, before we sort of get to what happened right at the very end, that the, there was a few things going on in this episode. I mean, I have to. There is some empathy I had with Mo. I mean, my husband has been barred from buffets because he he can't be trusted <laughs> around a buffet. Oh, dude, I can't have. So when I was in Dubai, a lot of buffets going on. Yeah, and I can't. I can't. Something happens to my brain. It short circuits, and then yeah. I find myself sitting back at the table, and I've got a plate with like spaghetti. Spring rolls, <laughs> curry, bit of lasagna on top, like it's so true. cottage pie on the slide plate. It's like so it's horrible. True. Food that something shouldn't... happens to my brain. My brain just goes, get it all. <laughs> Cuisines <laughs> that should never meet are forced together on the same plate. Yeah, I mean it's disgusting, really. And my husband's got this thing in his head that he feels like he has to finish the buffet. He's got yes. this thing around waste. And he takes it upon himself that if if the buffet is is still plentiful, he must just keep going back and back yeah. until that buffet is cleared like a swarm of locusts have been through it. Yeah. So we could be getting married. And if the buffet was, you know, within <laughs> eye line, it'd be like, can you hurry this on you. up? Can we just get to yeah. the I do bit? Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of had Buffets a little... really mess you up, man. Buffies can, but Buffies play havoc with people's minds. Yeah. Something happens to me. I become, it's like I'm foraging for berries. Yeah. But with lasagna and spring rolls and. A hundred percent. And all you can eat buffet is a very cruel thing for some people. And you're full, but you're like, I've only had one plate full. (laughs) Yeah. My money's worth. Yeah. I have to go back and choke some more down. Like. A hundred percent. So, and and there was nobody. I mean, they're all on a zempic, aren't they? So, yeah. although Kyle did have a little go, didn't she, at that Lewis guy, somebody Lewis? Because oh, yeah. he'd um, he'd said online or something that she's on a zempic, and she kind of, in a very passive aggressive way, said, "And I'm not on a zempic. Fix it with a big smile." Yeah. He was told. He was told. He was put right in his place. So. 
And oh my goodness, the I thought of you when um, Denise Richards entered stage left wearing a little pink. God bless her. Wearing God a little baseball jacket again to a black tie event. Yes. I know. She just doesn't I live care, for this she? energy. I live I for did, this energy. I know. I thought of you. She just doesn't care. And then and somebody said, I don't know if it was it Dorit or someone, someone said, is Pink allowed? And you could just see it on her face of going, course I'm, it was I'm Denise fucking Richards. <laughs> yeah. Of course Pink's yeah. allowed. I wear whatever the hell I want, yeah. bitch. Of course, <laughs> it was, of course it was Dorit. Dorit uh, treading Dorit. carefully after the upside down jacket fiasco. I don't know if Dorit knows how to tread carefully. It's like, it's always on the tip of her tongue, isn't it? It's like, it's a bit of it that goes, I know I shouldn't say anything but I just can't help myself. It's coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is Dorit reined in. Um, she had quite a difficult episode. I had a couple of things to ask you about that. Mm-hmm. Right, so there's part of me that goes, Dorit is struggling with PK a little bit, with PK being away, working in London, mm-hmm. and that's obviously causing some kind of strain in their marriage. But there's a little naughty bit inside of me that is this Dorit trying to make herself relevant? Do you think? It's possible. Because I just wonder if Dorit hasn't observed the amount of publicity that Kyle's had. That's a very interesting point and it could very well be true. Uh, causing whisperings or rumblings that all is not well will keep yeah. you will just keep in the gossip you kind pages. Of relevant and, because yeah. I don't think it's new that PK has worked away from home. That's I think that was a no. conversation that they had in their marriage very early doors, which was I don't want to live in London, but most of your work's in London. But I'd yeah. rather live in LA. I prefer the weather. I prefer the lifestyle. Right. So as a compromise. We live in LA, but you go away for several months a year. I think this is something that the foundation of their marriage was kind of yeah. built on. I think you're absolutely right. I think it's, I think a lot of the the B storylines, like the housewives' personal storylines this season, have been so dull. So yeah. Chris Crystal had to deal with her brother spending some time in China. <laughs> like who gives the monkeys really? Garcelle is raising teenage sons. Yeah, yawn. Uh, Dorit is uh, dealing with her husband working away for a while, and none of this is new. This has all been Sutton going on for got seasons. A horse. Sutton got a bloody horse. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? We got mercifully little of that horse, though. Yeah. I thought that I thought that horse was going to end up holding a fucking diamond at one point. I did as well. We got and away with it in the end. I know. I know. I, I I'm with him. you on that. I'm with you and that. But, um, I was about to call it in its trotters, but that's a pig. <laughs> and then Anne-Marie has the esophagus that she cares about more than her own life. To be and fair. And Kyle has her marriage difficulties. And that was it, really. Oh, and that, Erica is um, getting back on stage. W- yeah, we're betting on blonde. But like, no real drama. No real drama. And you're absolutely correct in that analysis. I wonder if... Dorit was trying to drum up some kind of yeah storyline for herself. I think so. In the best way that so. she knows how. Sorry, Dorit. I'm wondering. I'm not quite buying it. But just all a little disappointing this season, I would say. 
And is it because nothing's going on in their lives or is it because they're all pretty, they're like stalwarts at this now. They know what they're doing and they just don't share the risque stuff of their life. And ironically enough, Anna Marie was probably the one that through being the least practiced at this game provided the most drama Yeah, by being a sort of idiot yeah and quite hand clumsy yeah she was clumsy clumsy. in in the way in her dealings with the women and being kyle's foot soldier but i don't i really like garcelle for example i don't want to see another a season of garcelle uh raising teenage boys it's it's not interesting i don't want to see another season of Sutton talking about how she's a strong independent woman and not just a, a she actually said at one point I don't want to be that cliche of a rich woman whilst trying on a nine million dollar ring yeah 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 the irony was not <laughs> the lost lack was it? of connection <laughs> yeah yeah I did you a know, back of the I, envelope um, I can't watch any more of Crystal you know not coping well with her brother having his own life these aren't interesting storylines LVP always had a new business venture or something yeah. was going on or you yeah. know it's not she Even Kyle, Kyle would China. have, yeah, and Kyle would have her show that she was doing, or she's filming Halloween, or she was, yeah. you know, d- uh, starting a clothing line. Like something was going on. And this I wonder season, if it's like that kind of nothing. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Do you know what I mean? That these women have sort yeah. of reached their. A lot of them have kind of reached their peak. There's no struggle. Right. right. There's no struggle. They've all got their needs met. I mean, here we are in a football stadium. Is it a football or a baseball? Yeah, football stadium, stadium, I think. I think it's Stadium. um, And this is where you are now, having a party. Like she's having a $400,000 party. Yeah. That looks so cheap somehow. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually quite an achievement. You have to spend that much money to make something look that cheap in Beverly Hills. to look quite tacky. Yeah. And it's like, there's nowhere to go. Like, and there's only two of them now after Mauricio and Carl have split up, two of them with partners even. Yeah. So it's not really the housewives, is it? No. In the traditional sense. And I'm just wondering if we've kind of reached the point with Beverly Hills that we reached with New York, where it's like people like these girls, they're fan favorites, but there's nowhere left for them to go now. Yeah, do we need a no, reboot? Yeah, they might need a reboot. I mean, and weirdly enough, if Kyle is moving on to her next um, chapter, chapter, maybe Kyle can survive this because we may be seeing a reinvention of Kyle that will be quite interesting. Maybe Erica can. Maybe Erica can survive this. I maybe. don't know because Erica has gone through some sort of transformation. The problem with Erica, though, is that Erica only shows you what she wants to show you, and she's heavily yeah. curated. And I'd say same with Kyle at this point. Yeah, they're so too I, good I at think it. maybe you need to do what they did in New York and bring in six or seven newbies who are clumsy and don't quite know how to play the game and aren't quite at that level of... Like they did the first few seasons of Beverly Hills, they were housewives. Yeah. And yeah, they were richer than the rest of us. But now like Kyle is literally and Sutton and stuff like nine million dollar rings. We're talking about the top naught point one percent in the world. Yeah. So it's it's a different level of 
show because you're not identifying with them at all now. No, and unless you're watching the show really to just ogle at luxury, which I'm not. That's not why why I watch the show. No, and I, I... you know, the glam thing, it happened very insidiously. Like Erica had glam because she was a showgirl, you yeah. know. She was she just brought the guys that do the hair and makeup for her show on trips with her. Then Dorit got glam, then Kyle got glam, then even yeah. Teddy got glam, you know? Yeah. And it just Yeah, it's too it's not polished, the same show anymore. It? It's too polished. And they all know how to play the game too well. They're only Garcelle is literally like, you can see me uh chatting with my boys and being a mother. That's it. Yeah. Nothing else. And Crystal's like, I'll talk a bit about my brother and my eating disorder and, you know, that kind of stuff. That's it. Yeah. There's no peek behind the curtain into any of their lives. They're very careful of what they show us. So it just feels a bit curated and stale. That's my opinion. No, no, I very much agree with you. Now, if there's a reboot, I'll be really sad because I like these women. (laughs) Yeah, of course we will because we're going to – because they have become – they have become – people in our living room haven't they we've got to know them they've become right. kind of become housewives family and housewives um stars to us yeah. but you can quickly become attached to new housewives we, yeah. we've seen it in the new york the reboot. new york reboot was a huge success as far yeah. as i'm concerned yeah um so i'm i wonder if and now that that's been done and it's been a success if andy and co will be like Let's mix this up a bit. Yeah. You know? I mean, Bethany Frankel, I think it, she's a great example of uh, the, the evolution of a housewife where you take somebody who isn't quite there yet and you watch them climb the ladder and, you know. Right, she, exactly. She, she's an ultimate sort of yeah. success now, isn't she? She's like got her own multi-million pound business or she sold it anyway, didn't she? Skinny girl. Yeah. But she was a hustler when she first got yeah. in there. She was she handing would, out free samples in the supermarket in season one, you know? Yeah, and and she's she's totally unfiltered. She's everything that we wanted in a housewife. And that, that's that unfiltered bit, bit, I think, now that we're missing. And what we're going to see next week on the first part of the reunion, the first part of the reunion is always a little bit disappointing because we never quite get into the meat of it. Yeah, they always save the good stuff. Yeah, but... I think what we're going to see is they're going to hold Kyle's feet to the fire because they're going to absolutely roast her over the fact that she didn't, she wasn't unfiltered. No. Over there. And she has always been pushing her castmates to be open, be honest, share everything. And yeah. she's been incredibly closed off this season. Yeah. And it's, it's the first time that something's happened in her personal life to rock her really. And she hasn't shared any of it. I think so there's all, a double standard there. I think what all our fan clubbers will be asking themselves and from us is, has she said that he's cheated because she said um, he did things that happened that made me lose trust? Yeah. Things that happened that made me lose trust, I think, was the key So, So that's comment. a betrayal. We're talking about a betrayal, aren't we? That's yeah. what makes you lose trust. So if it's not cheating on them, what did he do? Did he hide money from her? Did he do something yeah. illegal? Like what else could he have done for their connection to go to zero? Because your when brain, he walks in a room, she can barely look at him. Your brain has gone exactly where mine went. I think the, the next thing down the line 
from a physical betrayal, an intimate yeah. betrayal, would be financial. That can kill a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. If he has used money that was set aside for the children. Yeah. If he has spent something that he shouldn't have spent or he's made a huge financial purchase that he shouldn't have done or he's not run by her, that could be a betrayal of trust. Or if the agency is in trouble, if he's been... Because they're I, expanding at an absolutely extraordinary rate. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about hundreds of offices, aren't we? Yeah. So I do wonder if perhaps he's done something or he's he's lied to her about something. Something's made her lose trust. I mean, trust, is the house collateral? I mean, what kind of... Because we're not watching someone... As, has he taken out in order to support right, these hundreds exactly. of offices? I mean, I think it's... He is so ambitious, isn't he? He's, he? You can tell he's business focused. Yeah. There's some kind of betrayal there. You're not watching a couple who are growing apart. If If her narrative of... I'm just, you know, I'm in a different place in life and I'm looking at life differently and, you know, my friend passed and I'm looking at things in a different way and blah, blah, mm. then you would be almost apologetic to the partner mm. because it's, do you know what I mean? It's not their fault. It's just yeah. how things yeah. are evolving. She's not, there's no she's affection angry. there. She's, she's angry. angry. There is no affection. When he walks into a room, she's actually like, when he says love bean, she's trying not to slap him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we all are. In fairness, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That, those, that were, those but two there's words no affection there. There's no affection there. There isn't. So something they, has happened. There is a catalyst to that. And everybody knows that. And that's why people are pissed off. I think they say, don't they, when, it, when you get to a point in your relationship where there's contempt, there's no... Yeah, real going back and I would say what you're seeing between her and him is contempt and I think he just maybe he's given up a little bit by this point in the season but certainly earlier he was trying yeah he was every other word was love bean <laughs> he was yeah. yeah you know he was trying to engage with her he was confused when she was saying stuff that didn't align mm. with what they would normally be saying on camera like so I don't I don't know what it is, but I just think, do you think if this had been Dorit and PK's storyline, that Kyle would have let Dorit just sit there quietly and grieve her marriage? There is no way. There is no She way. would have raked her over the coals. She would have said, you're not being honest. What's happened? Something's happened. Like, she would have demanded the truth, as we've seen her do with a lot but of people. As much like, um, you know, I'm conjuring up Tom Schwartz, much like Tom Schwartz at uh, talking about ariana i think she feels she's got some sort of exalted status in the group yeah i think she, she does she she's the og she's queen b doesn't she yeah she's the og now and i think as soon as lisa vanderpump left she was like um i'm the center of this group now yeah you know and i can't be questioned yeah i do have some you know i can feel for it in the sense that if it's something that's going to the the revelation of which is going to deeply disturb her children, you're going to want to keep that secret at all costs. But maybe don't do the show. Yeah, maybe don't do the show. Maybe say to Andy, look, my marriage is falling apart and I'm not not willing to do it on camera for the sake of my children. Put put me on pause, I'll come back in a season or two. I don't think you can attack your castmates for questioning it. No, 
I think they she holds them to a double Particularly standard. Particularly when she and she set that standard. Yeah. She said on this show, when somebody's got something going on, they share everything. Mm-hmm. And we are allowed to poke and prod and push mm-hmm. until they share everything. So now they're doing the standard that she set. And then and she's she plays, like, this isn't she fair. plays the friend card when it suits her, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. She sort of says, As my friend, why aren't you supporting me? Yeah. And it's like, but Kyle, you know what this show is. You yeah. know that every cast member holds two cards. Yes, they're your friend, but they're also there to pull out the truth, to expose any and to extract any story and expand yeah, on it. Yeah. And and it's a you know it's a zero sum game. It's the the thing that Bethany says. If you if you're winning, I'm losing. So yeah. we need to be in a situation where if I'm not exposing you, you're exposing me. So we're yeah. they're all playing that game at all times. And what was interesting is the only one really willing to do that this season was Sutton. Yeah. And every time Sutton sort of said, something's going on here, what's going on here, blah, 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 then Kyle really came for Sutton this season. Yeah. Yeah. Like she was mean to her. Yeah. And I think that's the actions of, I'm going to use the B word, it's the actions of a bully. Because when you make an example of one person in the group and you go in at them very, very hard, the, the message it sends to the rest of your friend group is if you yeah do this then that's what's going to happen to the rest of you. And like the deflection as well. Like you're going to ask about my marriage. I'll suggest that you have an eating disorder. Absolutely that. I'll I suggest that you're to... making up medical uh, conditions, you know. Like... In in a very real life situation as we are podcasting, I'm just going to, could you carry on talking for two seconds, Naomi? This is very unnerving. <laughs> <laughs> of course I can. Where are you going? <laughs> this is so exciting. I feel like I should narrate. She's left the room. <laughs> but do let us know what you think, um, fan clubbers. And do you think there should be a reboot? Because that is the big question, I think. Have we reached the point now of no return where we need a reboot? <laughs> Nina's back. Where did you go? I had to deal with a sound situation. Oh, I see. Yeah. Look, look, bo- bo- like your with. husband. <laughs> <laughs> I'd left a buffet downstairs that I thought yeah, would be enough but... to distract him, but he's clearly got through off. the whole lot. <laughs> and now he's just wandering around making sounds. Um, so we are, we're looking forward to the reunion, I guess. I'm ho- I'm kind of hoping Carla's going to get raked over the cross because yeah. she's, she's led the charge against enough people and I, you know, fair's fair. Don't like do the it. show if you don't want to be open and honest, you know. I like it when you're cross. Yeah, um, she's, she's pissed me off this season, Kyle. Yeah, I don't think you're alone. I think we've seen that from a lot of other fan clubbers. I think yeah. people have had enough of it. Too much mean girl behaviour. Yeah, and it feels like, oh, okay, this is your comeuppance, Kyle. This is what you get. Absolutely. And I think so, there may be a vie in between Sutton and Kyle for who is actually the OG. Yeah, because I think Sutton might be taking that crown now. I think so. Yeah. Let's so, go over to Miami. Miami. Because he's a damn saint for listening to the, all the Lenny stories. It's a lot. Lenny Hoxton. He's really disappointed me. Super disappointed me. What did we think of Miami this week? I very much enjoyed Julia this week, really digging for that uh, Marcus Jordan gossip. <laughs> 
She wasn't now, making any secret of it, and I kind of liked her. It was bordering on Mean Girl, but it, they, there was a little deviousness in her eyes. There was. Now, I gave her quite a hard time and said she belonged down on the farm, didn't I? Last week when you, <laughs> you were, were away, you, you were a bit harsh. Yeah. I was a bit harsh, harsh on her, but I do. I, I think you've got a point. She is good at. It's almost like she's read the brief. Yeah, this is my job to bring things out in the open. Yeah, and, she's a good she's, little shit stirrer. She's she she's doing it, and yeah. there's nothing more uh, enjoyable than seeing Larsa have a good squirm. Oh yeah, because Larsa doesn't own anything. Like we said before, Larsa's. Um, smug. She is smug. Yeah. And I she think was, she thinks she's on a different level from the rest of them and that she, she's deigning, she's luring herself to do the show, you know? Absolutely. And 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 then she had to hold Marcus to account, didn't she? Yeah. And Which get him to do some fun. sort of explanation of what was going on on their separation anxiety podcast. I... I just, Larsa, Larsa was really crossing a line this week with the way she was talking to Gertie, the way she was talking about Gertie. Don't like it. Yeah, again, leave Gertie alone. She actually says at one point, go, what was it? Go deal with your, go take care of your health, Gertie. Which to me just proves that she sees it as a storyline. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's like, oh, you've got the big storyline this season, so you go and deal with that sort of thing. It's like this, it's actually life or death. <laughs> like, yeah. You can't I, flippantly throw that at someone. I like, think Larsa struggles to see anything outside of her own her own life, though, doesn't she? In yeah, she true, lacks empathy. Yeah, absolutely. Can, can I just, even a podcast name annoys me, Separation Anxiety. That's what you yeah. have from a dog. <laughs> a dog or a baby well say not, no more <laughs> not another human being not a grown man yeah how, how how highly do you have to think of yourself to think that yeah. that man has separation anxiety from you oh, it's no, so no he doesn't she actually says at one point uh i'm a victim here too i'm sick too sick over it oh really yeah, and I'm, I can't remember in my, I've got this in my notes, I can't remember if that's a flash forward from next week maybe, but that's what she's saying. And I just can't, oh no, she did, no, she did say it in this episode. And it was when Gertie took her uh, wig off. Yeah. And I understand that that's a very bold move and that perhaps that's, uh, it's very difficult to continue having an argument with someone when they reveal that they've just shaved their head ahead of their chemotherapy, you know. But at the same time, she has just shaved her head ahead of her head ahead of her cream of therapy. You know, like she is going through that. So yeah, yeah. shut up, shut just up, just be quiet, just shut up. I like, couldn't. And and Gertie had it so well summed up that she is just a clickbait whore. Yeah, that, I absolutely. mean, it was such a tiny thing to make of the biting incident that had happened on the gondola. Really silly. Yeah, I mean, and it, it almost felt to me that. Good, you'd done that in a sort of playful, affectionate, yeah. girls but having also, a carry on together way. Yeah, but also, Glasser, Gertie has let you get away with murder. Like, yeah. you really took something away from her by telling everybody about her cancer before she had the chance to. And now you want really to really took something, something away from her. She let it go. She let it go. You came out unscathed. 
uh-huh. and you still can't keep her name out of your mouth. Just yeah. don't mention Gertie. Gertie's yeah. dealing with cancer. Don't bring up Gertie. Yeah. Just leave and, it. And her, you know? her explanation for that was, well, I didn't use your name. Oh, great. So it's more of a thing then because people are trying to figure out who it is. Who and, it is. You know. Yeah, yeah. Because you're yeah, still clickbait. trying to make yourself relevant, Larsa. Exactly. Because you don't, I mean, and if, if anything, Larsa, this week you did have a storyline. Deal with the actual storyline. Yeah. That, that Michael Jordan isn't that, you know, isn't that impressed with yeah. with what's going on between you and his son. Deal with that. You have got yeah. something to talk about. Just leave But she doesn't want to talk about that, of course. Yeah, yeah. She wants to pretend that's not happening. Just own it. Just say, like, yeah, he's not thrilled, but we're in love, so what are you going to do? Instead, and she's like, no, he loves it. He supports it. Like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> and it, you'd, you'd led Gertie down a horrible path where when you were in Mexico together, Gertie had thought that you'd bonded. She thought you were friends. You, you, yeah. you shared that little moment together in the church. Right. You were, you, you know, you just undone all that really nice work that you'd, and you'd every done every social occasion we see Gertie at, she's struggling. Yeah. It becomes too much for her. She becomes emotional. She actually got physically dehydrated and, you know, physically worn out on that trip. Yeah. You can see she's struggling. So leave it. Yeah. Just <laughs> step away. She just, can, just. She's jealous. She's jealous that Gertie has the, the, the cancer trump card as she sees it. Yeah. That that yeah. trumps everything and that you can't win a fight over that because it's bigger than you, you know? Mm-hmm. And she can't bear that. She won't be told, no, no. Mm-hmm. Like, she won't be told what's important and what isn't. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I think it's really I mean, spooky. it's revolting behavior. And I hate to use this word again, but it's it's pure narcissism, it isn't is it? It is a complete lack of empathy. When somebody doesn't have empathy for a situation like cancer that's really spooky because it's like you and you have children you have a partner like you should you should be able to place yourself in the situation and be horrified and go okay you know what I'm not crazy about that person right now but Jesus thank God that isn't me how can I help has got to the point where they see somebody else's pain as taken away from them right we're in you know that's what's spooky it's like well I don't want to meet up with her because it's going to be all about her cancer it's like yeah. oh my god don't meet up with her she doesn't need to see you <laughs> but there's a pa- exactly there's a pattern though isn't there that's like it's like that she did exactly the same to Lisa yeah when she talks about Lisa and Lenny you yeah. know it's like I've kind of had enough of you when someone has a situation that demands uh, empathy and attention and a bit of compassion it irritates her yeah, and that's she's really only, spooky. She's only there for the adoration, isn't she? Yeah. That's that's all she wants. Really. People are allowed to have fun things going on or bad things going on, but they're not allowed to have true drama or yeah. true trauma because that she can't fight with that. She can't argue with that. It trumps everything. You she know? can have it for they can have it for a couple of minutes, but it becomes yeah. tiring very quickly. Yeah, and you know these people. We've all met these people where they ask you a question like. Oh, um, how's how's you how's your mum? And you start to tell them how your mum is, and you can see their eyes literally drifting, glazing over, yeah, glazing <laughs> over, and changing yeah. the subject mm-hmm. within three seconds. Yeah, and it's like they think you don't notice. Yeah, 
So I can I can see you have no interest. <laughs> yeah, I, I can <laughs> tell that you're not. You really don't give a fucking shit. Yeah. Sorry, that's quite strong. How how people are, yeah. but also I think what these people don't realize, what Larsa doesn't realize, is very quickly she becomes an island, and she's not really surrounded by. They end up not surrounded by people that that really care about them. Yeah, they end up surrounded by people that are essentially also with her for what they can get from her. Yeah, they yeah. don't. Because people have to be, people generally have to wear a mask to be around a narcissist, don't they? Because, right. because they know that if they don't behave in a certain way, they're going to be in trouble. Right. So Larsa will just end up with a completely false friendship. And I'm group. a little, I'm a little disappointed that the other girls haven't put Larsa in her place. To be honest, in defence of Gertie, but also just in, I think when you see bad behaviour from a friend, you should call it out. For their yeah. sake too, because sometimes you don't know you're behaving like a dick. <laughs> but they're, they're scared of her and that's the flip side, isn't it, of that kind of personality? I don't think anyone else in that group would have got away with that with that revealing Gertie's cancer thing. If Alexia had done that, if Lisa well, had done they, that, they would have see... come. If Adriana had done that, they would have well, come for them. Yeah, because Lassa just surrounds herself with people that will 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 be yes people, and I think yep. Lisa is somebody you can tell there's a real status issue between her and Lisa, and Lisa's kind yeah. of fawns. Yeah, um, we saw Lisa stand up for herself to her, which was kind of nice. That was pleasing, yeah. Yeah, but but on the whole, people won't stand up to Lassa, and I think that's who she surrounds herself with. You see it. She, you see the reason that Lassa and Alexia aren't too close because Alexia will stand up to her. Yeah, there's a respect between them, but they're never going to be best buddies. No, because Alexia just won't take her shit. No, there needs to be a distance there because they both need to be number one. Yeah, so they can't really be in each other's orbit. No, absolutely. Uh, She's quite unpleasant, really. I think so. Lisa She's... didn't come out of this episode well, though, when Gertie... No. Gertie, who, who, who has cancer, being taken off the boat, actively vomiting, like having to call an ambulance, and Lisa's like, did anyone see a lip gloss? It's like, do not. Yeah. <laughs> Please, God. I think Lisa, this episode, we saw, um, I'm I'm quite worried about Lisa. We had all that last week, didn't we, about mm. Lisa getting the plans from um, Lenny, who picked the plans of her husband, of her new partner, Jody. Yeah. That made me feel deeply that's a, uncomfortable. That's a, a control thing, isn't it? Flag. So and now I now I own your your boyfriend. Your boyfriend yeah. works for me. Your boyfriend's yeah. my bitch. And, and what we saw at the end of this episode was there was some um, clip, wasn't there, that said that actually what's happened is that she's now moved out of her own property and he's yet to start building. Yeah. So I think he's got exactly what he wanted. Yep. He's played a chess move with her. She's out of the house. She wanted to be in with her children, the house that he wanted back. She's out of that. And then she's on this this rope for God knows how long before he'll even start putting a brick down. Yep. I think she's fallen for it. He's he's on the face of it, said he'll give her absolutely she wants. I'll even give you the house that your boyfriend wanted to build. Which is no doubt what their marriage was like, you know. Yeah, he yeah. he 
he makes the calls and he dangles things and takes them away and, you know, gives I'm her just enough. I'm very worried that she will never, ever see that house and that she's just yeah, going to end up living worried. in a condo forever. I mean, let's face it, there are people that are homeless. If she ends up living in a luxury condo forever, I'm not that sad about it. Yeah. But... but- I don't understand why she can't just get a lawyer, divorce his adulterous ass, and take half of everything. No, I don't understand it either. I don't either, understand but I wonder, why that's so complicated. I don't understand, but I'm wondering if this, that he's clearly tying her up in knots and she clearly wants something at the other end of it. So she may well have to step down. There may well have to be some compromises made on her her yeah. side. I think she's been in the marriage for a very long time and she does deserve half, but he's he's clearly got lawyers that are arguing against that. Um, yeah. I would have thought with two young children and with him having had the affair so publicly that she would get half no problem. Yeah, but I don't but know what knows? the American judicial system is like, yeah. but there's clearly something going on. Yeah, I think it's over property. I think it's over what she gets in terms of property. Yeah. And I guess also if your money's all tied up in assets like that, then you don't, it's not as simple as taking half because the money yeah, doesn't actually exist. Yeah, you have to exist. liquidate. They might yeah. be asset So by the time you actually hold. liquidate everything, perhaps yeah. there's not that much to halve and she would rather work something out with him where, she where gets she'll actually house get for the kids. more. Yeah. yeah. So it's presumably a lot more complicated than we know. But um, What about Alexia ending up in the um, multi-story house yeah group. this is weird isn't it like i i don't know why are you renting why are you paying someone else's mortgage yeah that still seems to me a little bit odd that they've ended up there because she's i mean she's very good at like reframing it isn't she yeah and putting a bit of a spin on it and i didn't hate alexia this episode no, I didn't. I liked the conversation where she asked Peter to be Frankie's guardian as well. I That's, thought that was lovely. It was actually really nice. And Peter said all the right things and, you know, seems prepared to take that role on and stuff. And I think he, she, he, her family is her sort of saving grace, isn't it? It really is. And that's why I think it's kind of sad, this renting thing and being kicked out of the last home and stuff, because she, more than any of the other women, needs to put roots down yeah. for Frankie. Yeah. They need a place that is home and that can yeah. be his home. Like he knows the concierge downstairs and he knows the, the local area know. and he knows how to get here, there and everywhere. She was saying in the last place he would go down and talk to the girls on the desk and stuff like that. Like to take that away from him is quite harsh. Yeah. So unless they're in financial trouble, why wouldn't you just buy a place yeah. for his sake? Uh-huh. So I, I that's a bit red flaggy, I think. It, it really is. And I just... I don't know how how that's that's gonna end. It would. I find it all that a, a little bit worrying. And yeah. She it, she finds it quite hard to let her guard down, doesn't she? So we will see with that. I hope that they do end up in a situation. I'd love to see her financially independent. That's what I'd love. Oh yeah, that would be the the dream. But whether she'll ever be able to give that amount of luxury up in order to do that. Right. Who knows? Um, I don't think the guava and raspberry jam is going to pay for it. I don't feel like it is. <laughs> 30 quid! I just... 30 quid! How much is that per teaspoon? <laughs> like... I know! What's in it? Gold? 
I was absolutely holding my breath when she was asking um, she was about to show that pig to Martina. That was Mart- funny, wasn't it? That was so good. I never it- thought I would turn on the telly and watch Martina Navratilova being asked, you know, do you want to live with this pig, basically? I and know. Martina Navratilova going, okay, yeah. Like, I mean, I taught my husband. Weird into- television, isn't it? It's weird, weird television. television. <laughs> I remember talking to my husband into a um, a dog that he never wanted. Uh, well, two dogs, three dogs, really. If we think oh, hang about on, it. this is escalating quickly. <laughs> yeah, I've all, I worked out that all my bad decisions you can trace to November. It turns out I've got seasonal affective disorder, and I think it's something to do with the vitamin D. And you panic. Yeah, panic so come I, November. I think, I think I get November. I suddenly become very sad, and I want a dog just something like to cheer me up. So all my bad decisions are all November based. If That's I suggest- so interesting. I bet I'm the same. I bet if I look back at every time I've fucked up, it's been November because I'm exactly, I get so depressed in November. Yeah. So I hate if, it. You, if you may, if, if anybody starts suggesting anything in November, just fucking ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> Should we move house? Should we get a dog? How about a goat? I think I'd like to live abroad. Should we get divorced? Yeah. <laughs> Should we adopt? What might help? Yeah, I think I might. I think I might become a vegan or foster. Okay. So you need to have like your credit cards and everything confiscated from you yeah, in November. November, dangerous okay. month. Yeah, but I cannot imagine my husband being so forgiving if I just turned around the thing and gone. I've adopted a pig. Martina's very forgiving of Julia, isn't she? She's very patient. Like, she's very sweet and patient with her. Like, I, I don't know how she does it. I don't know how she does it. Hats off to Martine. She's I think very Mar- zen. I didn't know Martina Navratilova was I so zen. I think post-cancer, now Martina is is more zen, actually. She's got an even zener. Yeah. She's 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 zened out. The woman is blissed out. Yeah. I mean, good, good for, for her. her. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she should do her own podcast. Absolutely. How, how not to care when your partner brings home a pig? <laughs> <laughs> teach me, Martina, teach me. So that was it, really, wasn't it? Yeah, let's go over to Potomac. Yeah. I don't think we had much more, did we? We've not missed anything. I don't think so. We, we had a bit of a party. We had the party. Um, obviously, yeah, we, we had the very sad of... scene with Gerdy and, a, and a, a shaving head, which was so emotional. So emotional, and I just love Russell so much. Yeah, I do love Russell so much. So, so strong for her. So Gerdy, who will not be listening, we're thinking about you. And let's um, go over to Potomac. Let's, let's go over to rain. Potomac. The rule can't change because because it's social media. The line is always moving. Okay. Oh, these women are not worth. The running eyeliner. Quick Karen fighting up. for her room was one of the most depressing things I've ever seen. Yeah, and I think that was like the main scene in Potomac. Yeah, a 59-year-old this... woman sulking and running around and fighting. I do find, though, if I can't see a slither of the sea, I tend to lose my shit. Really? <laughs> oh, sorry, my where hus- do you live? <laughs> in an inbound... I was going to um, say, aren't you in Hebden Bridge? <laughs> yeah, I'm in Hebden Bridge. I'm looking out my window now. Um, 
you know what? My husband, when we go to a hotel, I had to rein myself in because I realised I was I was becoming a Karen because my husband had got to the point where we check into a hotel and he'd go, I'm not even going to unpack. I was like, what do you mean? you change rooms. Yeah. And I was like, what See, do you my mean? partner does I'm this and I find bad. it really hard work. I said, I'm not that bad, Anna. And he was like, you're getting quite bad. You're getting quite picky about the old room situation. Yeah. And I can't even remember what it was that w- was bothering me. It'd be just things like, oh, I'm not sure I like the view. But it yeah, would be no, things I like I, I was... cope with that. Like I was looking at a wall and there was bins outside and things. I mean, I wasn't like demanding sea views or heating. That would bother me. Heating. It being a bit dirty. Yeah, that's fair. But But I I, once I'm in, I'll put up with like the bathroom light won't work. And my boyfriend will be like, well, we've got to move rooms. And I'm like, oh, but we're here now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, We don't need to see while we pee for the next week. We'll be fine. (laughs) Laziness (laughs) over perfectionism. Laziness trumps pleasure. (laughs) And the thing is, like, if you come to my house and you can see in the studio, it's not exactly like, you know, I am, I'm, I'm not Marie Kondo. So who do I think I am? But when that's I why when you're on holiday, hotel? but when you're on holiday, you're like, I need this to be the yeah. life I want, not yeah. the life I have. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I do understand that. I'm paying 120 quid for perfectionism. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else to sort out my perfectionism. Exactly. But yeah, watching a 59-year-old woman sulk about that was... I know, it was excruciating. In a luxury eight-bedroom villa, it's like, I think you'll be fine. (laughs) I know. What I did think, what what we saw, which was very nice, was what Garcelle is best at is putting the cat amongst the pigeons. And what I think we saw in this episode was somebody really messing about with dynamics. So we had Necker and Wendy, who Wendy is is just determined for Necker not to apologise. She's just not accepting it. She's not having it. You called my mother a witch. I don't care how many times you try and say, sorry, I'm I'm not having it. And so we had that. And then, oh, it was kind of beautiful the way then they crowned Necker. Oh, the sash and the tiara. That was shady as hell. It, it, the it, Grand Dame, the new the Grand, Grand Dame. The Grand Dame of Potomac. And it, it sort of pissed everybody off. <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. So I was like, we've needed this in Potomac this season. We've needed so, somebody to put the cat amongst the pigeons and, yeah. and mess things up. And, and piss it was it off. was kind of a beautiful chess move. It was elegant. So we had Candice for some reason. I wasn't reason. expecting Candice to be as angry as she was, but Candice. okay. Took her bloody flip flops and fucked off back to her room. I think that's just that's just because she hates Giselle, right? Like, yeah, that's that's not about anything about Necker. Yeah, she she was like she's like an evil goblin inflicting pain. She said something along those lines. Okay, I love a Candice put down. So Candice was upset. Wendy, Uh, yeah, Wendy was not happy. And Karen, Karen furious yeah Mia thought it was hilarious because she's fed up with Karen mm-hmm. um Ashley thought it was hilarious because 
she she just likes trouble. <laughs> she just likes trouble, and Garcelle was just loving it. Robin, Robin was, was just pleased no one was talking about Juan for once. Robin was pleased nobody was talking about Juan, but she also has got beef with Karen. It was just a perfect move for everybody. It was amazing. And it's really set up the next episode beautifully. Like they've so. just arrived in the Dominican Republic. Yeah. So and I now think, everybody's pissed at someone. <laughs> everybody's pissed at someone. So I thought, albeit nothing really happened in that episode, it was a perfect setup. Exactly. And I think maybe this will be because we had complained about Potomac. Not a lot yeah. was happening on screen. They were yeah. arguing about stuff that had been tweeted or done off screen. I think we could be in for some fireworks next I episode. I'm hoping me. so. Hoping so. Bravo, if, bravo. Yeah. We're all we're all we're all here for that. Yeah. Well done, Garcelle. Nice move. So finally, what about Vanderpump? Let's go to Vanderpump. <laughs> You're a worm with a mustache. My cards. Tom Sandoval, climb down and fucking <laughs> apologize. <laughs> Just you don't get to be a victim in this. You did a terrible thing. You lied to everyone. You've lost all the moral superiority that you've been crowing over people with for yeah, a decade. You you've lost it. it. It's gone. It's over. Own it and grovel for a season. That's all you can do is grovel for a season. Yeah. But he cannot bring himself to do it. Like a couple I, of episodes ago, James came to the house and James, you could see James was like, this is where I make up with Sandoval. Sandoval says he's so fucking sorry. I say, you know what? I'm going to be the bigger person. Let's put it behind us. But he couldn't bring himself to do it. And you could see James going, but I'm here to forgive you. Yeah. <laughs> you absolute lunatic. Yeah. All you have to do is say sorry. And he couldn't do it. And even Schwartz, who never stands up to Sandoval, actually said this episode, Please leave your ego. Check your ego at the door. The Climb love down. Of God. And I always think with Sandoval, there's something of a seven-year-old boy in him. Yeah. Yeah. He's there's just something a child. of a seven-year-old boy that his mum has loved a little bit too much. Yeah. He's a spoiled brat and he's a child and he's a man child. He's the perfect example of a man child. Because like, it, people are got like Behind the scenes, LVP is going around setting up like meetings after yeah. meetings with all his ex friends going, Look, the boy could, the, you know, suicide has been mentioned more than once now. As but if, a he was fe- if he was feeling, if he's feeling that low, why not apologize <laughs> if you want yeah. it to go away? Apologize yeah. and yeah. it will go away. I really disagreed with LVP putting Sheena and Lala in that position. I because did it's as well. based it's it's emotional manipulation, emotional blackmail. Yeah. Make up with this guy because what will you do if he kills himself? And what are they supposed to do? And she is well aware of her status within that group and her standing. Yeah. I mean, LVP is like the queen of Beverly Hills. Yeah. Like if if she calls you over yeah. to her house, you're basically going to the palace. Mm-hmm. You go into the palace, you're getting shown in, you're sitting there with your cup of tea, you're getting an hour with the queen, you're yep. getting told what to do. It's like that. It's like our prime minister going to see the bloody, as queen, was yeah. king, queen. Oh, I, I've not recognised King Charles yet. I'm Me sorry. neither. <laughs> it's really jarring, the new <laughs> national anthem and everything, I know. isn't it? I'm Can't sorry, get Charles. behind it. Can't get behind it. But, but no, like, and I also think bringing up her brother and stuff, I, it's terribly tragic what happened with her brother. And you but can bringing see... that up in this scenario, if she's really worried about Tom Sandoval 
potentially committing suicide. She's a producer of this show as well. She should pull him out of the show and mm-hmm. send him for some help. Get mm-hmm. him some real professional help. She should not be putting cameras in his face. Yeah, totally. If she's that. really worried about him committing suicide, what the hell is she doing allowing him to continue and, on the show? And you can see that Lisa's been so manipulative. I mean, picking Sheena, Sheena is the easiest one to manipulate. Yeah. This yeah. will tie Sheena in absolute knots. Now, Sheena is going through a real mental health problem. Yep. She's got she's got OCD. She can't leave a child alone without three nannies and a team that's yeah. driving everybody insane. That was kicked off after the the restraining order she had put on her by Raquel. Yeah. So here's somebody that does not who needs a bit of peace and quiet. Yeah. What she does not need now is to be put in the middle of Team Ariana and Team Sandoval. To, to make yeah. a decision and to be put in the situation of trying to bring these two, you know, this man back into the fold. This is and not Sheena's responsibility. It's really unfair. And you know whose responsibility is? Tom Sandoval's. And yeah. what he should be doing is going around one-to-one to all of them and going, I am so sorry. And like, he had that chat with Sheena a couple of episodes ago that was so insincere and again, all focused on how hard things have been for him. Yeah. Like... No one cares about how hard things are for you. This was of your doing. Yeah. Just own it. Just be like, look, I get it. If you, you know, hey, you guys, I'm doing this. I get it if no one wants to come. Hey, you guys, I'm doing that. Maybe move out of the house. Maybe sell the house and let Ariana move on. And then you could have a separate apartment that people could come to and visit you and not be bothering Ariana. Like, if yeah. he really wanted, if he was really a victim and he wants to move on from this, there's ways for him to do this that. Is, He's this refusing is the problem. To. He's this an is a problem. asshole. <laughs> he is an asshole. And I think you're absolutely right about that. I, I feel like I focused a little bit on last week and I still stand by it. I still stand by it. I don't think somebody sleeping with somebody else is a national scandal. Yeah. I think it's awful. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's a national scandal. No. But I, I feel like the way that, and I do feel like there is room for forgiveness, but in order for that forgiveness to happen, I agree with you, Naomi. I think he has to take it on the chin. Yeah. And he has to, he has to spend a lot of time seeking forgiveness and expressing remorse. But also part of the reason it was such a huge like shock in the Bravo-verse and everything was because it was him. Like, you know, if Schwartz had cheated on Katie with Raquel, I don't think it would have been the same outcry. The reason it was an outcry is Tom Sandoval has been the self-appointed moral compass of this group, telling everybody every other word out of his mouth is accountability. Take accountability, take accountability, be honest, be open, all this stuff. And it was so devious and so underhanded and we see it all play out we see him slap her ass in one yeah. episode like it was so gross the way he did it well it was so gross because he uh, uh, i think we mentioned this before because he actually cheated the game like even the cameras yeah. hadn't picked up on it to write you know they could yeah. only do it in retrospect the two of yeah. them had, had managed to do it, it was going on and on the and on back. but i think any other person doing that it would have been like oh an affair but with that, it was a huge bombshell because it was like Sandoval, really? Yeah. Mr. Mr. Self-Righteous, Mr. Yeah. Pious, Mr. Accountability, really? That was what made it a thing. And again, if he had come to the reunion and gone, I'm trash, I'm scum, fucked up, 
so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, yes, Ariana, let's sell the house and you can have half of everything yeah, and we'll and move I think on. Like, it would be over for, by now. I think if he'd have disappeared for a season, I think, you know, if if he'd have, have fallen on his sword and apologised and they'd have taken him out for a season, you know, but then I think the, the pressure on him to probably be still in um, Vanderpump Reels was also massive. Yeah, because if he had come back this season and been hangdog, really sad, really apologetic, really remorseful, you know, given everybody some space, put Ariana first, then there would have been people gunning for him in a good way. People would have been like, ah, do you know what? He's been punished enough. You know, everybody makes mistakes. What are you going to do? Blame him forever. You know, he's been through enough. He hasn't been through enough because he won't own it. It doesn't seem like he's been through anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm st- there's still a bit of me, you know, Naomi, and I don't, I don't, know, I don't know what it is. But if you do look back at the history, there's, and it was a terrible, terrible betrayal. There's no doubt about it, and it's the worst possible kind of betrayal. There is a history of horrible betrayals in this group. That's very true. Yeah, no one's hands are clean except Nobody's for I think Katie's. Katie's we, hands are clean, I think. Yeah, well, it. so far. Yeah, so far. So we had. You know, Lala casually telling Raquel that she'd been sleeping with James when they got together. Yeah. And that was that was explored last season and nobody really raised no. an eyebrow. No, and, and I think more people should have had same. her back with that, though. I'm not really saying that's the same kind of betrayal. But what I'm saying that if you were Raquel in that situation and you were living in that environment where you have this very incestuous friends friend group where the lines around who sleeps with who aren't clearly drawn i think it was also that it was ariana though like i don't think many people really were pissed at raquel for kissing tom well, ariana was sleeping Do you know what i mean ariana was clearly sleeping with sandoval at the end of the relationship between him and Kristen. Mm-hmm. And Kristen at that point had already slept with um James. Yeah. There's been a there's been a history of crossover relationships. But there's I think been... now you're talking about people in their late 30s who've been together See, a decade, I'm... who own a house. Yeah, They're essentially but... married. It's a different thing than is it a different thing? I think so. And I also think Raquel and Ariana, like Ariana really rode for Raquel. She she held her when she was crying about pageants on her birthday. You know, she had total trust. I'm not, Kristen I'm, never trusted Ariana. Ariana didn't owe Kristen anything. I'm was not, it a cool thing to do? No, but it's, it's not the same not, level of betrayal. I'm not saying that it's a good thing and like, and don't want to be misinterpreted. It's not a good thing. Like nobody's agreeing with what is done. It was a terrible, terrible betrayal. What mm. I'm saying is that in that environment, there was a history of betrayals. Yes, that's undeniable. But this was worse. And this is the was, worst that's ever it been. Was this the worst was next one, level. But 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 they all have to take a kind of reflective look at yeah. themselves. Oh, and, kind and Ariana of, has to look at how her relationship began. And how and, you know you you find you find them as you lose them. What's the expression? Yeah. Sometimes the way you find them is the way you lose them. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's and exactly what's happened here. And it's what happened to Lala with Randall. And it's you know? what, Yeah, and I think like Lala is possibly one of the only ones that's kind of saying that. Now, what Lala's saying is very interesting in some respects. She's not saying she wants to forgive 
Tom. What she's saying is she wants to have some understanding for the yeah. situation that Raquel was in. Yes. She doesn't want Raquel to carry that that shame for the whole of her life. And I I kind of I kind of get that. Yeah, and I she think, knows what it's like to be manipulated by a guy. Yeah. And she recognizes that that happened to her. And Raquel. I think we have to have some we have to have some sort of understanding of that and some sort of insight into we've been in situations where there's powerful emotions at play. They're in they're in a fishbowl. They're together all the time. There's there's a deeply sort of and I imagine he was quite manipulative. And yeah. and he's saying at least at some level that the that the, 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 the him and Ariana are at the end of the relationship or it's a sexless relationship or yeah. or whatever, and and that there was enough going on there for Raquel to believe at some level, she had to believe at some level. Oh yeah, that their relationship was dead. Yeah, she did. And you can see that when she's questioning Ariana at the end of the last season and Ariana goes, oh, I think he's so hot. And I, yeah, I still adore him. I still, and you can see her going, oh. And in the reunion, it's revealed that they were still having sex. And she's like, didn't know that. Like, so she was obviously being lied to. But I just think the problem is if Tom had come to the reunion and to this season going, look, I'm I'm trash, I'm trash, I'm scum, I get it. I did a terrible, terrible thing. Don't expect anyone and, to forgive and me. One of the By terrible, now, it would be blown over. Absolutely. It really would be. And one of the terrible things people do in relationships is that when somebody like Tom has come, is in a relationship and he's fallen out of love with Ariana, let's say that's what yeah. happened. Yeah. He's fallen out of love with Ariana. What is, his sin is fucking cowardice. Yeah. His yeah. Sin Break up was, with her. His sin was... Not to acknowledge that he felt, and this is what happens, it's mm-hmm. because you are 10 years on, you have bought a house, you are more mature. Yeah. At that point, it's even harder for someone to go, oh my God, how do I get out of this now? Yeah. Also, he's put a lot of stock in their brand. Yeah. They're the two bartenders. They wrote a book together. They, you know, so he's, I think he was worried that without Ariana, you know, no one would care. Yeah. And, and I think so that he happens, just kept stringing Ariana along, you know. I think that happens in relationships. I think people get too far into it and people will get into their 40s and their 50s and they'll get too far into it and they'll get too far down the line. And this is when these terrible, terrible betrayals happen. Yeah. Because people don't have the guts to say, People oh, feel trapped. Fuck. I'm yeah. trapped. And rather than being adults and going, you know what, we need to go to counselling or I need to tell you how I really feel, I'm going to escape through an affair. Yeah. And and what's happened in the in, in this couple's relationship is they they've done that in the public eye, which is the worst possible thing to do. Mm-hmm. The I mean, imagine the, the, for that to be all for the world to see. It's a lesson to us all. And I just think that if he had, like I say, if he'd come to that reunion, if he'd come into the season really apologetic, really remorseful, really aware of the gravity of how badly he'd acted, then yeah. by now, Sheena, Lala, Schwartz, LVP, maybe even James would be mm. going, it's enough already. He's apologized. I want to yeah. move on. No, I but because agree with Because you. every time they try and do that for him, he goes... 
well, I've had a really hard time. This happened and this happened. And I, well, I don't, you guys did this 10 years ago and you guys did this five years ago and blah, blah. And everyone's just like, mate, just own it. Yeah. James was, James went over for a scene where he forgives him and they agree to move past it. And mm-hmm. Sandoval couldn't bring himself to play the part of the apologetic, remorseful no. guy in the wrong. He cannot no. be in the wrong. No. And, and the longer he does this, the more it stretches out, the more of a villain he becomes. Yeah. And that's what's annoying. I don't give a he- I don't really care that he slept with Raquel and had the affair. I care about the self-righteousness, the lack of apology, the lack of accountability, the the hypocrisy. That's that's what's pissing people off, I think, more than the affair. Yeah, I think you know? you're absolutely right. Let Is it that- fucking go, Tom. Climb down. Climb down. <laughs> Climb down. And I think that's it's um it's it's like in politics or any other area of life. You know, it's not the it's not the actual thing that will bring you down. It's the lie. It's the cover up. Right. It, it exactly. It it's the behaviour past yeah. the thing. It was Bill Clinton looking into the public's eyes going, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. That was more of a crime than having the sexual relations with that woman. And I think that's what we've got with Tom. We've just got someone with Tom that can't take ownership. And I think the public perception of Raquel has been a little bit softer now because, you know, she went away. She did the work. She went away. She did the work. And she does admit that, you know, the whole thing was really messed up and she's opening up about it. And yeah. You know, like She's not blaming anyone. It doesn't make her great, but I definitely have more sympathy with her than I do with Sandoval because at no point has she said, "I did this because of X, Y, Z," and it's you know other people's fault. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like Sandoval will. It's it, he's still trying to pin this on someone else. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and it's fascinating just stuff. Fascinating. It is. It's it's, and we're still at the point in the. I think this whole episode is got this whole episode, this whole season is gonna be around. I mean, it's bloody Shakespearean. It's gonna be around themes of forgiveness. Yeah. It's gonna be around themes of betrayal, and it's just we're not gonna iron this out for for the whole season. I don't think so. It's just well, they're going to. They're, is it Tahoe? They're going to. They're yeah, going somewhere the next wolf, episode yeah. with him. So yeah. we shall see. The wolf in sheep's clothing, let's say. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been delightful. It's been so nice to get back on the horse. I'm so happy you're home. Me too. Um, so, we so thanks for listening, guys. Uh, follow us on all the socials at RH Guilty Secrets. Yeah. And ask us any questions you have. And yeah. uh, anything you'd like us to talk about or cover. Yeah, please do. We are so excited to be covering um, the start of the reunions next week. So we suggest in honour of that, you throw on your favourite ball gown or upside down jacket and pour a cocktail. And we will be back for the Real Housewives Guilty Secret Fan Club. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. This podcast was brought to you by Nina Gilligan and Naomi Cooper, edited and produced by Frog and Bucket, with the music Spoilt Brat by Ruth.